This program is sponsored by the Patriot Trading Group. Good morning and welcome. It is New Year's almost. I hope you all had a wonderful holiday. Great Christmas out there for all of you. It was a weird one, that's for sure. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592, the website at allamericangold.com, and just a different feel, you know, with, uh, obviously with COVID, um, the holidays, just not what they used to be. I hope that changes. You know, they always keep saying, hey, we're going to go back to normal. No, we're not. We, you never go back, right? After, you know, you think about uh, the financial crisis and the Patriot Act and, you know, like 9-11, right? You never go back. And and things are going to be uh, very, very different. It was, it was just, you know, odd. You know, Christmas growing up, at least for me, uh, was a lot of family. A lot of family. And, you know, Arizona's a little different. I, I will say this. You know, there's not a lot of family here. They're, you know, everyone's from somewhere else. Uh, but but with COVID now, it's just kind of odd. Usually a lot of times you you, you, you do something, uh, whether, uh, you know, back when the kids were younger, maybe we'd go to Disney World or Disneyland or maybe you take a, a vacation somewhere. You go to Hawaii or maybe you go down to Mexico uh, yeah, none of that. None of that stuff. So uh, just different. Uh, my mom, I was talking to my mom, and God bless her heart. You know, my mom is uh, going to be 78 years old, and she lives in Syracuse in New York. And, you know, the full-blown lockdown there, she spent Christmas at home. For her, she was very upset. My mom uh, my mom goes to church two or three times a week. Okay, she always has. Um, that's been uh, it's a big part of who she is. And she she was upset because she had called uh, to go to mass. And and called. I'm like called. I'm like, what are you talking about? Called. She goes, yeah. Well, you got to call. You got to call the church in New York. Because they're only allowed to have 25% occupancy. And I need to, you know, you got to call to make, you know, hey, I'm coming to church. And you know how it is. You know, you, you call them the C&Es, right? The Christmas and Easter bunch. And, and so people that don't go to church, all you know, they, you know, they go twice a year. You know, I go to Christmas and I go to Easter. Well, apparently, when she called, the the church told her, "Hey, we're sorry, we're, we're we're full." And my mom's like, "What do you mean, you're full?" Well, you know, it's Christmas and blah blah blah, and we're only can you know we're at occupancy and and would you like to be put on the waiting list? Uh, which she did. Uh, she was like, "You know, I'm really not happy. I go to you know I'm there all the time, you know," and I'm like, "You know, even during the height of the pandemic, when she couldn't go to church." Uh, my mom would watch it on TV. I think at one point her church had like uh, a mass, like in the parking lot. Like my mom was there. You know, that's just what she's she's uh, she's not going to miss it. And then she got 
she was all happy because I guess the the state of New York or the bishop or somebody uh, raised it to 33%. So she was able to, long story short, she was able to go to Mass. And uh, even though she couldn't be with family, uh, she was really uh, happy about that. So I just thought, you know, every state's a little different. You know, some states uh, are more locked down than others. uh, And it's just, I don't know, I, I, I wonder what uh, the future is going to hold for us is, again, we, we uh, I don't know, seemingly turning uh, our back against morality. Uh, you know, drugs are legal just about everywhere. I, I, I guess not everywhere, but it seems like it. Uh, he, even here in Arizona, you know, the, uh, I, I, the recreational marijuana thing starts here pretty soon. Uh, the the president signed the, the COVID bill. Did you see that? That uh, terrible piece of legislation. He signed it. Uh, and again, I wish he had done it right away because uh, these people that really do need the money, uh, they're going to miss a week of checks because of uh, trying to get more money out there. Uh, but, but again, we knew this all along. We're, we're going to get another round of stimulus as well. Uh, Brexit is official. I, I just saw the EU nations have approved it now. Uh, we got a market that's up. Gold's up. Silver's up. Silver's up really well. Uh, as, uh, you know, everybody's looking at more dollar weakness. Uh, we, we've got big deficits coming 2021. Uh, looks looks like it's going to be worse, if you can believe this, worse uh, than 2020 as far as U.S. deficits. Uh, and then a major announcement about who's number one in the world. Uh, China already the largest consumer of stuff. The latest now, China in the next seven years, and and I'm going to tell you the seven that's generous, will surpass the United States as the largest economy in dollar terms. Already, China is the largest economy in terms of stuff, uh, because but you know because our dollars all inflated, there's, we're still in dollar terms number one. Uh, but they they whacked five years off of it. China wasn't supposed to be number one to 2033. Now they're saying 2028. I think it's going to be a little sooner than that. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. And, and listen, this is, this is just what it is. You know, you go back. Pre-NAFTA and GATT. So for those of you that don't know, you know, North American Free Trade Agreement and and uh, GATT, you know, this was free trade. You know, that, that I guess that's the easiest way to put it. And free trade uh, was sold to us, you know, very similar to how we got our banking system, really. Sold to us by bankers. See, most people don't realize this. They want to think that it was sold to us, right, by, oh, it's going to be great for the American public, right? Be great for you. 
stuff will get cheaper. And let's face it, you know, China, they got a lot of people. India, they got a lot of people. And they all need refrigerators, air conditioners, televisions, watches. They need cars. They need all this stuff. And we're going to be the country that provides it for them. That's what they told us. And and think about this. This this is something where go back to Nixon, right? This 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 was going on all the way back then. We didn't know it then. And then uh, you know, supply side economics. You know, Ronald Reagan, right? Larry Kudlow, right? That guy's still around. Sounded great. And, of course, uh, in the 90s, all of it became law. We got rid of tariffs. Life was going to be grand. See, but that really wasn't what, what, it, what was going to happen. See, in the banks, they knew this. You know, first of all, they wanted, what did they want? They wanted access. Hey, access to, you know, a couple billion more people. We can sell them credit cards, right? And, and bring all of this stuff, right? This is and, and for companies, the banks were telling them, hey, this is going to be great for you guys. Look how much it costs to employ an American worker. And, of course, you had NAFTA, or I mean NAFTA, you had unemployment insurance, you know, OSHA requirements, workers' comp, and FICA, right, payroll tax. I mean, you had all this HR, right, HR, you know. You couldn't just fire people. You had to have cause. And, you know, they wanted... They wanted a lunch break and a smoke break and a bathroom break and this break and that break. They went on strike. Get rid of all that. And it is so amazing is in the early 90s, China's economy hardly was a blip on the radar screen as far as the size of their economy. I mean, it barely registered. And, and of course, nobody, you know, China just sold stuff to each other. They didn't sell any anywhere else. And this is how quickly that, that things are happening. And when you start thinking about uh, the Chinese and, and becoming the largest economy in the world in 2000, so this is probably four or five years after NAFTA and GATT. They went from somewhere close to zero as far as their share of the world economy to about 3.6%. So if you took all the nations and added their GDPs together, China was only you know, a little over 3.5% of the whole world. That doesn't sound like a lot, because it wasn't. Now, now, 
China makes up 18%. It's probably a little higher than that because the data, you know, they, they've got a, uh, you know, the, the data isn't quite current. There's always a lag. But now they're 18% of the whole world. Just them all by themselves. And they're saying, now they're saying, hey, by 2028, China's going to be the largest economy in the world. The problem is, even by 2030, now, just so you know, last year they did the same thing. And they said, hey, it wasn't going to be to 2033. So China makes a five-year jump in one year. Of course, and they were talking about COVID, that China is the only major economy in the world that is going to see positive GDP growth in 2020, the only one. Uh, the United States is going to be down about 5% in GDP terms. Now, that's kind of funny, right? We're like, stocks are at all-time highs. And, and, of course, we understand we've spent, I don't even know how many, tri- we're going to go at least, you know, or at least a trillion into debt. So we, we spent about an extra $2 trillion last year to be down 5%. Of course, this year we're going to spend even more than that. But the Center for Economic and Business Research said China's skillful management of COVID-19 will boost its relative growth compared to the United States and Europe in the coming years. And you know what else is funny? India will be the third largest in the world by 2030. And I think that's probably probably 2028. And again, uh, very shortly thereafter, uh, both India and China will be bigger than the United States. But China, by 2035, their economy is going to be more than one-third larger than ours in dollar terms. So in real terms, what are we talking about? Twice as much? They said that uh, China's, uh, you know, their lockdowns and all that uh, allowed them to uh, beat the COVID, if you will, for lack of a better term. Of course, they've created it there in their lab, but, you know, I can't prove that. They said that China's economy is to grow by 5.7% annually until 2025. And then 4.5% annually from 2026 to 2030. Now remember, even, uh, you know, for the last, what, I don't know, 10, 12 years, what have we averaged? Somewhere around 2%, give or take, right? You know, we had that one, we had a couple of quarters of 3%, right, with the Trump, Trump tax cuts. Uh, and even 2% is kind, of, uh, kind of something that, that uh, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod, if you will. Uh, but, but one of the things they mentioned in this article is that not only is it benefiting uh, from the handling of COVID, they said policymaking in China, targeting industries 
like advanced manufacturing right now you think about right we're talking about chips we're talking about high-tech stuff we're talking about all the things that the president was trying to restrict uh the chinese on on they seem to have centralized control at one level but quite a free market economy in other areas they said the average Chinese person will remain poorer in financial terms than that of the Americans, even after China passes. In other words, China's got a lot of room to go. They're saying that the average person in China still only going to be making around the equivalent of 12000 uh, U.S. dollars uh, and they're still going to beat it. Well, you know, you got to remember, right? They've got four or five times the amount of people we do. Uh, but but here's the thing. They said that the Chinese digital currency is going to be one of the main drivers in China becoming the most dominant financial force in the world. And, and kind of think about this. I mean, China's headed to be at least one-fourth of the entire world's gross domestic product, at least that much. And, and, and China wants to leverage that power, right? You know, when you, when you think about uh, where... where where China wants to be, and I said this all along, the president had it right. Joe Biden does not. Right? Joe Biden is in the banker's pockets. They're getting ready. You need to get ready. This is, this is not stoppable. Right? We can't go back. I wish we could. And, well, the president tried, right, with all the tariffs and all those things, but here's the realities. The United States is screaming in debt. Do you know that we went about $450 billion in debt in two months? In another couple of weeks, we'll find out December's number, right? Let's exclude stimulus. Well, let's let's set that nine hundred billion aside. We're going to have a deficit for the first quarter of twenty twenty one, fiscal twenty twenty one. That's approaching what seven hundred billion dollars. Plus, we just you know here's another nine hundred billion dollars of stimulus. Now, some of that. It's just going to get reallocated, so it's not as bad. See, so it's not all bad news. <laughs> but uh, we're already going to be over $1 trillion in debt in one quarter. And we know this. What do we know? We know we got a bigger one coming. And remember, I warned you, get ready to hear all this talk about all things digital. Japan. Let's see. We've already heard from the EU, right? The the European Union. 
right? We, we've already know China's going to be first. They're already doing it. Japan gearing up its preparation for issuance of its digital currency in both public and private sectors. Following swift moves by China and some other countries to do the same. Virtual money issued by central banks around the world called the Central Bank Digital Currency, or CBDC. Not CBD. No, no, no. Not that. CBDC. That last C is the important one. And it's used for cashless payments via smartphones, electronic cards, just as cash used to be. While some private organizations, including one established by Facebook, right, that was that Libra, which I don't even know where what's happened to that, also plans to dig, uh, introduce their own digital currencies. We'll see, right? Now, remember the Ripple story. Ripple used to be the third largest digital coin. So the SEC came around and said, eh, you're a security now. Pizza Radio News Hour, are you ready for the digital currency? We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. In this New Year's season, many people are thinking about what their New Year's resolutions should be for 2021. As you consider how you can improve yourself as a person in the coming year, may I humbly suggest that you consider how you can become a better defender of American liberty. There are plenty of simple steps you can take to increase your power as a grassroots conservative activist. One thing you can do is make yourself better informed. The phrase, knowledge is power, is more than just a trite slogan. Those that take the time to understand current events, historical precedents, and the big ideas are the ones who can be the true leaders in the conservative movement. Here are a few ideas to help you reach that goal. If you want to stay up to date on current events, you have to have good sources to draw from on a daily basis. Certainly, I hope you'll count this radio program as part of your arsenal. Additionally, you can draw from a wealth of resources on the Internet. Big tech may be doing their best to stifle conservative voices, but going directly to sources like Breitbart.com, Newsmax.com, OANN.com, and WND.com are all great places to watch regularly. Print newspapers like the Epic Times are also great choices. Sign up for my daily email at phyllisschlafly.com to have a curated list of daily headlines delivered to your email every weekday. An effective conservative activist needs to stay up on current events. Real grassroots leaders should be looking behind the headlines by staying informed on history and big political concepts. The best way to do this is by being an avid reader of nonfiction political books. Don't be intimidated by this idea, by the way. You don't have to go out and read Blackstone's commentaries on the laws of England. Just pick up a book about an issue you care about and enjoy reading it. I think you'll be surprised how much fun it can be and how valuable, too. Do your part to be an effective grassroots activist in 2021. Make your New Year's resolution to be informed on the issues and the histories 
and all that's happening around us. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. If you're busy taking notes, you can stop now because these commentaries in written form and spoken audio are archived on the website phyllisschlafly.com, many recorded by Mrs. Schlafly herself. If you're doing research or missed a day, just go to phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and re-listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. We have no idea what's coming. Well, I shouldn't say that. We do have an idea. We, we know. You should know. We can't go two, three, four, five trillion dollars in debt every year. Our central bank is monetizing and now got to monetize even more, right? Because we have so much debt that it's not sellable. Well, I shouldn't say that. Our debt is sellable. It is. But not at what the 10-year note's at 0.95 today. Watch out, by the way. I'm going to give you a number. If the 10-year note yields more than 1.02%, look out. We could see a 10-year note well above 2% immediately thereafter. I don't think the central bank's going to allow for that. But here's the thing. Our debt is sellable, just not at 1%. Right? You know, look at it this way. What does the Fed tell us that they want inflation? They want it above 2%. Okay. Now, we can argue about what the inflation rate really is, but who cares? Let's just use... Two percent. Okay, we're going to give them the 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 benefit of the doubt. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Okay, you say two percent. We know it's way more than that, but okay, two percent. It would stand to reason that if you wanted to lend money, which is what you do when you buy bonds, it's what you do when you buy stocks, that you would want to return greater than the rate of inflation. And probably what? Yeah, at least double the rate of inflation. If inflation's two, I want at least four. Right? Because if inflation's two and I only get two, well, I'm really not making anything. But if inflation's two and I only get one, right? I know, listen, uh, this is like, what, first grade math class, right? Two minus one. You're losing money. You're losing money. Right? Jamie Dimon, I wouldn't buy treasuries with a 10-foot pole. And so our central bank, in order to keep rates low, see, because they say the Fed's funds rates, you know, near zero. But they know, really, here's what we've learned. That means absolutely nothing. It's garbage. Now, you could say the Fed funds rates 20%. You could say it's negative 20%. But as long as they're the ones doing the buying, right, they can at least try to keep rates low. In other words, nobody's buying treasuries at these rates. Nobody. Only a fool would do that. And this is kind of where you enter into what I would call the 
Japification of the United States, right? Our central bank's going to be buying everything, trying to keep prosperity alive. And what we learned from Japan is we're getting ready whenever, I think this is the last big bubble, and then China takes over. And we, we suffer through decades of little to no economic growth. Uh, but but now we find out, you know, Japan says that uh, the speed at which the People's Bank of China has moved has been incredible. Uh, China's prompted uh, the rest of the world to follow suit. He expects that the Chinese central bank will officially issue a digital renminbi no later than 2022 when Beijing will be hosting the Olympics. Ooh. Hmm, I didn't know that. So there you go. You learned something new. This is why you listen. So Japan has said, hey, guess what? China's got the Olympics coming in 2022. It's going to be official. And when you start thinking about the 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 Chinese, they're going to have the largest economy in the world sometime between now and 2028. Okay, that's that's the parameter. Remember, in just one year, they cut off five. So a year ago at this time, China was going to take over the United States in 2033. Now it's 2028, and I caution you, think about if China did that, think about what Social Security, how soon that's going to run out now. 20 million people not paid uh, into Social Security. Uh, yeah, this is another one of these things, another one of these things to add up to. But getting back to digital, China is comfortably leading the way. Because the country has big ambitions, not only for itself, but for the digital currency. First, it's going to provide a sizable boost to the Chinese economy. Second, it will concurrently further increase the Chinese government's control of Chinese society, which is all the reason, listen, that's coming for us, right? Can't get more big brother than digital currency. The new and the newest part, I'm sorry, and the new currency, part of their ambitious plan to strengthen the international position of the renembi at the expense of all others. They say number one on the list Right is going to be the euro. The euro now is going to have to, and we're seeing it now, right? The euro's been gaining strength, and I told you, get ready, a lot of dollar weakness. The European Union is fighting the Chinese here. Because the European Union, they're second, right? The second most used currency in the world. China's going to lap them quick, but they've got to have huge pressure to strengthen that currency. It's almost a double whammy for the United States, okay? Not long ago, go back 25 years, 
almost all retail payments in China were made in cash. All of it. You know, they went they didn't even have a credit card. Right? It's so it's it's really hard, you know, you when you think about like oxen and rice fields and the, I mean that was China. Not anymore. I'm telling you right now. Liberty Revolt starts uh, this uh, this next Monday from 5 to 7 a.m. on 1360. You guys got to start listening to Dylan. It's incredible what he knows. Incredible. He's going to educate the heck out of you about China. So 25 years ago, everything was cash. I'm going to update you on what's happening there right now. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. And and I know, right? We're 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 talking about COVID. We're talking about stimulus. Sign this. Sign that. How big is the deficit? Uh, we got the special Georgia election next week. We got uh, the big day on the 6th, whether or not uh, Trump's going to have to, if, if Trump can figure out a way, uh, we got, uh, if not, Joe Biden going to be the next president. And and again, I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. It's all going to unravel. And uh, Joe Biden's going to have a, I don't know, a senior moment and. Kamala Harris could be listening. Telling you, all of those things we worry about doesn't matter. Doesn't. I wish it did, but it doesn't. China is so far ahead, and they're flexing their muscle. I mean, think about uh, just like their their military and what they've done. I mean, they. They're building aircraft carriers like I mean they like they're going out of style. They just keep popping them out. But now here we are. We're sitting here and we're watching this revolution of a country who you know twenty five thirty years ago only paid in cash. There's been a revolution in China. China now leads the world in cashless payments. They say that China's development was introduced by apps like uh, WeChat, right? One of the ones that we banned, this WeChat. Uh, Alipay, right? That's their version of uh, Amazon. Alipay. They, they form an extra layer between the banks and the customers and now have a collective market share of more than 90% of Chinese payments. You heard me right. You know, and it was so funny. I was talking to Dylan. Uh, they get, Dylan runs Liberty Revolt, uh, and he was telling me, he goes, hey, you can't, you don't have your cell phone. You're not buying anything in China. You're not getting on the on the subway, right? You're not buying a pack of gum. I mean, you're not you're not buying anything there. The Chinese cashless payment system 
is already able to settle over 100,000 transactions a second. And I think that they're going to be able to do millions a second. They said against the backdrop of the Bank of China, the central bank has taken the initiative to develop its own digital currency known as the Digital Currency Electronic Payment, DCEP. It's the digital alternative to banknotes. They said that uh, they have the same value as the Renembi. And this is where, you see, this is where it lies. They're so good. So when you're sitting there and you're looking at this, right? Hey, whatever this is valued at, that's what the Renembi's worth. See, we always used to think back, you know, I going back to the early 2000s and even into the early or late late 90s, right? Remember the Amero? Right? We thought, oh, we're going to have the Amero. Right? We're Canada us and Mexico and and uh your bank account, you'd have 10,000 bank, you know, $10,000 in your bank account and maybe uh when we went to the Amero, you'd have 1,000. See, the bankers were wise. They were wise. They're like, man, that's going to really, man, people are going to be upset, <laughs> right? Everyone's going to be bad. With digital now, they don't have to do anything. Otherwise, you still got 10000 But with the digital, how they make it up, is now that $10,000 only buys half as much. You know that inflation that they can never seem to get? Let me ask you something. Do any of you out there even believe inflation's 2%? Do you? Have you bought a new car lately? I mean, who would buy a new car? (laughs) It's crazy, right? A new car used to be what a house cost. Really, if you go back 50 years, a new car today, right, would buy two houses 50 years ago. Maybe even three. Depends on how fancy you got, right? You can easily, you easily, and I'm not talking about buying Lambos, okay? I'm just talking about buying the the top-of-the-line pickup truck. You probably get three houses, maybe four houses 50 years ago. And yet they say that we just can't quite get 2% inflation. Now they want it to be more than 2%. So how much do you think? Because you know what they're going. They're going to get it with the digital currency. How? 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 Double, tell me how. They just make it buy less in the world. They don't have to touch an interest rate. They don't have to worry about Fed's funds rates. They don't have to worry about treasury markets. They don't have to have official meetings. They just devalue. And they keep 
devaluing until they get what they want. And think about this in the next five years, right? Our debt's going to what, double, maybe triple? We got about 2% or 3% or 4%. Yeah, get ready. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two gold eighteen eighty three silver uh, man silver's up like seventy five cents today uh, sixteen twenty sixty twenty six fifty four twenty six fifty four uh, the Dow is up a couple hundred points um, I got a really Interesting little lot. You know, we were running Indians, a lot of Indians. Uh, we, we are out of the three little Indians, uh, the fives and the tens. I don't have any more of those. But I do have, I've got like 35, two and a half dollar Indians. They're like half of a quarter of an ounce uh, at 300 and ninety dollars, three hundred and ninety dollars. Something, uh, you know, really, really fractional, super cool looking coin. Uh, something a little different at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The two and a half dollar Indian. Uh, as we're getting ready. By the way, uh, just a couple of things. Metals plans are going to start rolling out. Uh, really, uh, in the heart of next week, uh, I will be off. Tomorrow and Wednesday, and I'm actually leaving right after the show today. I'll be off tomorrow and Wednesday. Patriot is closed Thursday and Friday. Uh, Jason and Brian are going to fill in for me over the next two. Uh, uh, over the next two shows on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, and then uh, we'll 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 have some repeats Thursday and Friday. Then we'll be back. Uh, get back to the five days a week again, starting on Monday, the following Monday, a week from today. Uh, and like I said, the metals plans for those of you waiting on those, those are going to really, we may get a few out on uh, the next couple of days, but really next week, uh, we want to try to be done with those uh, by the 10th. Uh, that's our goal anyway, as close to it uh, as possible. So uh, kind of keep you updated there. Uh, We appreciate all the support. Listen, 2021, uh, whether we like it or not, uh, you know, the vaccine is coming. Matter of fact, I just had a friend take round one. uh, Got a really bad headache, but seemingly seems to be okay. Uh, But but, uh, he's a healthcare worker. Uh, But that's coming. I think that, that before the year is out, hopefully, knock, knock, we're through this. Here's the problem. COVID was a blip. All as it did really was shorten the time we have. Right? Look at which what happened with China in one year. They gained five. They're going to be the largest economy every way you measure it. They're already the largest. Right? No one consumes more oil. No cars, metal, concrete, copper, blah, 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 blah. But in dollar terms, in every term. And 
the digital currency, according to if anyone would know, I would think it would be the Japanese because they don't like each other very much. Uh, Twenty twenty two. So all of it's done. We've got less time to prepare. Make sure you're ready. Make sure you're ready. Right? You know, an ounce of gold for every year you've been alive is a really good rule of thumb. Uh, if you want to make a big purchase, call us. We can help you. We give volume discounts all the time. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. God bless everybody. Jason and Brian are going to take over. I'll be back next Monday. Take care of yourselves. This Happy New Year. Was, this program was sponsored by the Patriot Trading Group.